When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. LoveRacing.nz, your home of thoroughbred racing. Joining us now, Bruce Sherrick to talk. Uh, what has been a big week in racing, Karaka Millions, of course. Uh, the big slot race, the NZB uh, Kiwi coming up as well. Morning, Bruce. Been a good week uh, for the racing industry, hasn't it? Yeah, look, it has, guys. It's been uh, monumental, really. Uh, it's something we've been working on for probably three months, three and a half months. So it was great to see it uh, finally come to fruition and, and be able to communicate to the industry. So extremely positive and just ahead of uh, Karaka Money, and as you say, and the sales, the NTP sales. So, uh, yeah, really, really good. How did this come about, Bruce? Um, March 2025, we're going to see a $3.5 million race that's going to rise to 4.5 by 2027, mate. And how are the owners? I know your brother's a very good trainer in himself. He'll be chuffed with this. Yeah, look, to answer the first one, is he, I mean, you know, how did it come about? The, the short version is on June 1 when Intain got the keys to, uh, I guess, take over the TAB. What we do know is we've got a, a five-year window, which is closing out of four and a half years, to ensure that we improve the industry uh, from a revenue perspective so that we can continue to underpin the sort of stakes that we're talking about now. Now, to wait until year three, four or five to, to do something is incorrect in, in my view. So we very quickly uh, got engaged with them. We started to understand what their key drivers were and collaboratively and with TAB and Z uh, sort of come together with a, with a concept where it became very clear that the summer period for New Zealand is a period that we need to really re-energise and capitalise on. Not, not so much all. It is domestically, but equally around Australasia and globally, we need to raise our flag and sort of say we're a, a genuine uh, world-leading racing organisation. So that was where it all came from. And then the detail of, you know, it's like moving a whole lot of chess pieces around to try and make it fit, get the sequencing right. And then clearly the slot race was just the cherry on the top where, you know, I think like anything, mate, and you'll know this from sport, to have those aspirational days where, you know, it's the big time. Um, we all like that, and the racing industry continues to need that, and we just thought it was timely uh, to have a slot race, which not only garners support from the industry, but public, uh, as we've seen yep. with the Everest. I think 5,000 people went the first year. Some five years later, it's 45, and you can't get a ticket. So <laughs> it becomes a, a big event. Was it an easy decision to keep it at New Zealand bred only horses? Was there ever an inkling to maybe potentially allow world horses to be a part of it? No, look, I think that underpins what we, we want to be a little bit different and we wanted to yeah. recognise and reward our breeders here. Um, mm. It doesn't mean if a horse is offshore, if it's in Hong Kong, if it's in Australia, it can, it can yeah. come home for the race, but it has to be New Zealand bred. So we wanted to keep it uniquely Kiwi 
and we also wanted to ensure that uh, with a three-year-old race, we were getting a, diff- a different set of horses coming through every year because if you get a champion, take a Winks type horse, it lines up every year and takes the gold. Um, so what you're getting with the three-year-old race is you're getting different horses every year, which again, in our view, gives us a whole lot of new interest every year about you know who the leading three-year-old's likely to be. The breeders would be happy about that decision too, won't they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And look, we, you know, it's we're part of the whole ecosystem, guys, and we've got to we've got to yeah. start working collaboratively together. And I think we're making headway in that space. I think everyone's understanding that the more we work together, the greater the outcome. If we operate in silos, uh, we we don't go where we need to go. So, you know, sometimes some of the decisions don't quite sit well with one particular group, but we need to take the view of what's best for the industry as a whole. And uh, I think we're slowly getting there. Is, on the industry as a whole, this is you probably. Oh, we had a question yesterday, like this is looking after the big fish, you know, potentially looking after the big racing up in Auckland. Is there questions and concerns that we're doing enough for the industry as a whole? You, when I mean that, like the small, I know the racing yeah. stakes in the in the smaller regions have been increased yeah. a little bit. So I guess yeah. Look, I strategically go back to the decision mm-hmm. we made when. Intane took the keys and we had some minimum funding guarantees uh, for five years. Uh, the board and myself took the view that we needed to um, provide uh, some real genuine uplift in stakes for everybody. And that's where we put a 30% increase into the stakes for this season, 23-24. Um, we believe now for the next period of time that we need to strategically look at how we can grow the pie to spread evenly across the board and just keep minimums coming up and group races coming up and listed races coming up, it's not the answer. The answer, in our view, is to target growth so that that pie grows so that we can redistribute more to everyone, clubs, participants, the whole lot. So it's it's more of a strategic approach. It's not to say that the minimums over over coming years can't increase and improve because they can, but we need to grow the pie. So, you know, and even saying that, it's not all about Auckland at all. Yes, the slot race will be run at Auckland. Why wouldn't it? They've just spent $40 million or $50 yeah. million doing up their track. Why wouldn't we use the best thing we've got in our country? So that's that decision. But, you know, we've gone down south. I mean, Wingatui have had great success with their uh, Southern Mile series, and we've recognised that and rewarded them with, you know, they will have the big day on that day in New Zealand. There'll be no other uh, feature meeting that day. So it's going to be a huge day for Wingatui. Yeah. The CD's recognised, uh, Waikato's recognised. So we've got to race our best races on our best tracks with our best horses and our best jockeys. It's that simple. And, um, you know, that's the focus. Bruce, yeah. you, a few years back I was working uh, for the TAB on, on, in a broadcast sense, but for the TAB directly. And, you know, the, the conversation there was that there's no, you, you can't squeeze any more out of racing and all the growth was in sport betting. Um but it feels like in the last couple of years, maybe that has changed. Have you noticed the demographic of racing fans change in the last couple of years? Yeah, the data's light at the moment. But yes, anecdotally, yes. Um, you know, the one thing we do know is working with Entain is we have to grow our account holder base, and whether that's through sport or through racing. But equally, we know that uh, thoroughbred racing is six times more likely to acquire an account holder than anything else. So that's why we're working strongly together to try and grow that. Um, and look, I do, you know, anecdotally again, um, and we need to get better at collecting data, but through the summer series, you know, places like Turinikau, um, Kumara, 
uh, Ascot, um, Curel, Telpo. The, the crowds were huge, um, you know, and so we're really pleased with that. And I think that's also maybe it's uh, it's on the back of things like the Grand Tour where the presence and prominence has been noticed. And they weren't Grand Tour events, but you know people saw racing back on their radar as a day out and a, and a place to go and have a bit of fun. So. Yeah, it feels like there's a real momentum shift, that's for sure. Awesome uh, conversation we've just had with you, Bruce. We appreciate it, mate. Just quickly, uh, Mr. Didgeridoo, what's the plans for Didgeridoo? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I w- hey, I wish he was two or three again. We might get some money. You'd be happy with that first season. He likes it wet. He likes it wet, yeah. mate. So he's hardly going to be running in the summer of carnival racing. So uh, we'll see what he comes back like. He's uh, he's in the paddock growing steadily. So I'll leave it to the boss to tell me what happens there. Uh, good stuff, Bruce. Appreciate your time, mate. Uh, go well, and we'll catch up with you again soon, eh? Thanks, team. Appreciate it. Cheers, uh, Bruce Sherrick there. He's CEO of NZTR. That is your Love Racing update. loveracing.nz for your thoroughbred racing news, previews, replays, profiles, and more.